0: music everybody, welcome to Gas Station Sushi Podcast, episode 22. Sorry about episode 21. My microphone was, microphone was so screwed up, I spent about 19 hours trying to fix stuff and just said, screw it, nothing's that important. So we're very excited for our special guest tonight. Tony Aquaviva is going to be joining us. Um, Rob will do a proper introduction in a couple of minutes, but uh, thanks everybody for your continued support. Tell your friends. They can find us wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. You can Google us. You can find us on Buzzsprout and look for us on YouTube or on our website. Rob, what's our
1: website again? It's gsspodcast.com. gsspodcast.com.
0: So I'd like to say hey to AKB, as we do every week, Laura Elizabeth, and a special thanks to John Shaw, of John Shaw Music, who provides the music in the front and back of this fine program. And uh, co-host Doc Doc Rob, I'll let you introduce our very, very special friend tonight.
1: Well, tonight we have uh, Tony Aquaviva, a.k.a. Aquaman. And if you were in the uh, DMV area in the 90s and liked good music, you know who this guy is. He was a radio host at HFS and at 98 Rock. Um, and, uh, I feel like I've known him for a while now. Um, uh, went to, uh, several HF festivals together and, uh, and we have mutual friends and all around good guy and, and good conversationalist.
0: Tony can also be found on WHUP in Hillsborough on the web. He does a show, uh, as Tony Pompey, and that is on... Monday through Friday from nine to eleven. Am I right, Tony? That is correct. How does my mic sound? Your mic sounds splendiferous.
1: You just know he's in radio. He's just got that voice.
0: Yes, he does. I tweaked my. I've tweaked my microphone. Just <laughs> sounds great this occasion. So, did you go to broadcast school, or did you just kind of intern your way into a job?
2: No, I just got lucky. I never had to be an intern. Oh. I uh, um, actually, uh, out of college, I um, got a job. Uh, my My first career choice was uh, in advertising, and I got a job in uh, Baltimore at this place called Vansant Dugdale Advertising and Public Relations. And uh, I wrote copy for the Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, it took uh, some finagling to get interviews at Vance Ant Dugdale, and our chief client was Donald Trump's Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino. And um, it's my understanding—I I didn't see this happen—but he would buzz the uh, building. It was the, this is the tallest pentagonal building in in Baltimore. It's the Baltimore World Trade Center, and uh, the closest he ever got to that business was uh, buzzing it with his helicopter. <laughs> and uh, it so happens that he's a psychopathic. Imbecile. And um, <laughs> he, it's his M.O. not to pay any businesses. I, mean, I don't know how, how the story just didn't get around or maybe Van Sant Dugdale thought that, uh, that they would escape you know, his usual, you know, not paying contracts, business contracts. I don't know anybody who does business anywhere on the East Coast who doesn't have a Donald Trump story. And they are all negative. None of them has a good ending. And uh, he destroyed that company by not paying them, because and then they had to fire everybody who was new. So I was only there for like a m- month and a half, two months, and uh, I was canned. And then uh, that business was it uh, was doomed after that. I guess cause- there
0: have been there have been a lot of cases of contractors, plasterers, painters, drywall people
1: who had dealings with Donald Trump where he yeah. hasn't paid I understand
2: other- it. He has thousands of pending lawsuits he has open lawsuits right now
1: yeah i i understand it's about 3500 or so right now
2: oh well that's the, that's less than i expected
1: oh the, it may be more now than, that, that's an old figure and it's funny you mentioned thing, not paying because there was just an article in the news today about uh, I believe it was like New Mexico or like one of those states where he held a rally. Yes,
0: yeah, the Alba, Albuquerque. Alba, it was Albuquerque, yeah. New Mexico, <laughs> and he
1: didn't pay. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: what he does is doesn't pay and then waits for you to sue him and then tries to settle for pennies on the dollar. And in the meantime, most of these companies, you know. They, people that own companies can be pretty egotistical thinking that, well, oh, he'll pay me. He's going to pay me. He's not going to get away with that shit with me. Yeah. That's probably, and then the next probably. thing you know, he uh, basically gets litigious on you and the, you go broke trying to get what is owed to you. And
2: yeah, they'd okay. rather pay than be finished altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And so from there I, I had a, uh, a tape from college of some fake commercials like, tyrone and willie's beef barbecue bar and grill and uh, some other funny things and um, so as a backup plan i went to apply for uh to produce a morning show at um not at 98 rock the wbal is the parent company so i, w- I thought i would uh, produce an am show there and it turns out that the sister com- uh, sister station you know right across the hall is 98 rock and they were hiring a new morning guy named bob rivers and he needed uh you know a fresh uh um producer that he didn't have to pay very much (laughs) you know a producer in radio is is kind of a low it's a low rung on the ladder and uh you just do whatever they say and uh, make sure that things are, are are you know ready for them music wise and uh you know, audio snippets and things. And then you would produce promos after the show. Pimping, over. Up, pimping
0: out guests and things like and that I, too.
2: You know, just keeping, you know, I would wake up in a, like a cold sweat. Uh, when my alarm went off in the morning, it would be the radio playing. And as any song was ending, you know, after I was in the business for a few months, as a song was ending, I would just like fly awake, you know, like, and then try to cue up a CD on my clock. Which was like the same shape as a—it's kind of a wedge-shaped, like panel, and it looked a little bit like the the controller for CDs at the radio station. And I was like, my hands was like dancing across it, trying to. Oh God, this song is ending, and uh, it, you know there was a certain amount of pressure, and I was getting up at four, ten in the morning every, every day to uh. come in so that I would be the first person there.
1: Now to, um, I got a question: Can can I, if I were to put on a song? Could you talk the chalk through the intro and like know when to stop right before the lyrics kick in?
2: Sometimes, yes. You know, if I'm familiar with the song, but uh, usually that information is given to us. It's on the screen. Oh, cool. You can look over back in the old days if a CD were playing. I mean, I I came in right after the uh, transition into into CDs oh boy, was that a rip-off or whatever? (laughs) You know, they doubled the price of music and they are like, "Uh, oh, the price will go down once the uh, format is established. It never went down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Never. And uh, so, you know, uh, it would count down on the screen after that because there were digital files, not CDs. So I I really don't have to know. And if I make a a file for my own show, I include the post time right on the file. It'll say like uh, plus 15 and I'll know when to stop speaking. Some people don't like you to speak at all; they consider that a real kick in the pants for DJs to talk over the music. I
1: think that was a very seventies so, thing, like WKRP type of thing. Like, I just feel like like you would do that to the intro to Boston's "Like More Than a Feeling." You know,
2: well, some songs are are, are made for it; it complements them, and some it's just terrible. Uh-huh. Like, Latum. I learned everything I, I know from the Grease Man, <laughs> and he, and he blew up his career by you know, like uh, saying something racist. <laughs> and you know, the irony is he had seven seconds to d- to decide whether that would go in the air, and just by pressing a button, hardly anyone who's not in the industry uh, w- would would know that you were employing seven second delay, mm-hmm. and dumping mm-hmm. out of it. So he could have saved himself, but. Uh, I guess he's just a gigantic a-hole.
0: <laughs> I, uh, 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 anecdotally, um, I live in in Calvert County, and we're bordered on three sides by water. And his uh, his shtick was he had the the, the boat that he good ship yeah, grease <laughs> that was like it was a 23 foot runabout bloody 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 if, bloody if it was that <laughs> and he broke down one day in solomon's and he was a friend of a friend uh, at a bar and restaurant that my sister worked at uh, called uh, solomon's pier and um he he needed a ride back up to um edgewater where he lived, and I gave him a ride with my friend Bobby Walshmidt. rest God rest his soul. And, uh, I mean, you know, he's not a very bright guy. He's funny, entertaining, uh, gracious, and thankful for the ride, but I didn't get the idea that he was some kind of a comedic genius or like anything rubber like that. Skin, you know.
2: Th- th- The first ones were easy to spot. They had the rubber skin. (laughs) He's all shiny and had like teeth like the Terminator. (laughs) Too many teeth. It's it's like you're supposed to have like 30 some teeth and he had like 60.
1: (laughs) I can confirm this because I've run into him on a couple of different occasions. And when you see him in real life, it is kind of a, you have to do a double take because. It's a disappointment. Oh, is, it really is, is, is there a, something just not right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that I grew out of him. You know, I didn't really learn everything I know about. I mean, I learned a lot from Bob Rivers, that that morning guy. But um, the thing about the Grease Man is, is he's so consistent over decades. He, he never changed his his act. So as a boy. Oh uh, you think oh this is pretty cool tuna fish and then uh, <laughs> you know like 20 years later like oh, my god why is he why is he sacrificing himself right now why is he talking about Matthew Shepard why is he talking about
0: dead people yeah
2: it's a- uh. anyway
0: so so from there how long did you last that uh how long did you last at, uh, at uh, 98 rock?
2: Oh, a good long time. It's, it's funny because, um, you know, I, I, I couldn't really get into the music that much. I mean, uh, they had some new artists coming in, uh, in some new music, but the, the, the lion's share of their programming was, you know, was stuff that was 20 years old and, you know, dead artists. And yeah. it got to be very, uh, wrote after a while. And, um, I began to uh self-destruct my, myself and I've I've self-destructed more than once. I've been fired from two radio stations. I was fired from uh 98 Rock uh because I made some uh comment about a uh, a sponsor uh called Jillian's, it was a club up in Cockeysville and I I'm called them uh... Jillian's. I made the mistake of like <laughs> Bad-mouthing one of our paying clients. I call them Jippians instead of Jillians. Oh, my. And um, <laughs> I barely I barely survived that. Uh, I, I think that's, that started the ball rolling. I was going to get fired. I was called uh, by the PD. He told me I was toxic. So I was like, oh, my God, I better pack my things. You don't come back. You don't come back from your boss calling you toxic to the radio station. <laughs> and, and, um, and there was also a shooting there at that very same club. Uh, although I think it was called something else uh, when the shooting happened. And I was not aware. You should, <laughs> you should assume that somebody was grievously injured or, you know, or even killed. Uh, but I was under the impression that everything was A-OK and they had wrestled the, away the gun from the shooter. Anyway, that's not what happened. I I, I I made some joke about somebody refusing to dance with a guy and he started shooting <laughs> up the place. And it turns out that somebody had their hands blown off.
1: Ooh. So, wow.
2: Here, here i am making jokes within the hour about something that uh, was very serious and of course i apologized immediately and then made the mistake of re-apologizing and re-apologizing and, and that just kind of takes the strength out of your apology but you know it has to be done anyway so uh, it took a long time but i got back into the good graces of uh, of the kids in baltimore and um and then i was fired and, uh, I was hired immediately. I already had some feelers out to uh, WHFS and I was hired, uh, by them
0: to, uh, I think do a nighttime show. So, yeah, I remember that nighttime show. I want to ask you a couple of questions about, because you, you came in at right after the transition, right? Right after, um, Jake Einstein sold the place yeah. and, 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 two uh, versions and of,
2: I'm not part of the movie, um. About H- uh, HFS. That's the right. The, that's the uh, Bethesda version. I lived in Bethesda and I drove right past it all the time, but I was never a part of the original HFS. I was part of the reborn HFS in the Darth Vader building in Landover, Maryland.
0: So that was the the day missing uh, that whole period of time. Then it was.
2: was... We'd had a number of uh, general managers, and uh, and uh, they were all out of the the Darth Vader building, which is this enormous gray building.
0: I know exactly where both of those buildings are. I've worked in both of them
2: right at 50 and we had a new studio made and I was on the morning show there. And, uh, then I, I self-destructed there in a way, uh, because I was used to doing things a certain way. I I can't make excuses for my personality, but I was addicted to caffeine like you wouldn't believe I would uh, not be able to get any at, at five in the morning. But, um, after, uh, the show each day. I don't know why I would do this. I would go and have like a a 40 ounce iced coffee, (laughs) like a, cappuccino, and then try to go to sleep from like noon to four, then wake up and have some sort of weird, like twilight life and then go to bed at 10 PM and then get up at 4 AM again. And it was making me insane. And they had this weird thing at uh, HFS where, um, uh, my co-hosts uh we were supposed to rotate who would speak first out of every break which is crazy making because uh, what you want is normalcy i don't care if i'm not the first person i could be number two i could be number three i could not speak at all but uh to change it each time i mean you would forget and they're like let's just try it out why don't you want to try it out why are you against everything and i was just like yeah i threw the chair across the room anyway (laughs) um I, I, I felt I didn't have any power there, you know, because the co-host was the program director's wife. And, uh, you know, you can't, there's only so far you can go pushing my agenda before you start to upset, uh, you, you know, management, because it's, it's not, it's not a, you're not on equal footing. Basically your co-host is the spouse of the manager. Now, or, not to say that she was using that to her advantage, she wasn't. Um, but everybody was like fighting to speak first, and uh, I just w- couldn't get used to it. But, uh,
0: anyway, then you had I mean, the then you have the bubbles playing in the background the whole yeah, time, I
2: bubbles, too. which I made with a, a, a like a mug of water and a straw <laughs> and some reverb, and then I just layered that twenty times, and then it's like you have a trillion bubbles. It's so easy. Oh, radio production is so easy; a chimp could do it.
1: <laughs> so, who are you? Yeah, uh, who, as far as the other HFS personalities, do you have favorites, and to put it nicely, least favorites?
2: <laughs> no, I don't have any least favorites. They were all good. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they, they did hand out careers to people who tried to destroy the station. There was a a, a gal named Gina Crash. For I remember, yeah,
1: I remember her. She's
2: humiliated about this because I can't remember her real name now. Uh, it doesn't matter. You are who you're, you choose to call yourself. And she was called Gina Crash because she spilled an orangina into the board. <laughs> and they're like, hey, why don't we put you on the morning show? I was, I was kind of upset by that because I had to go through a lot. And it seemed like she, she all only had to destroy a, a, a trillion dollar board uh, to get a morning show. Uh, that kind of upset me i'm so stupid and immature back then now i'm just stupid
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so that lasted how long oh uh you know like nine
2: years i mean uh one day blurs into the next i I sort of forget i had long long stints at each of these stations it wasn't like a a a normal radio spiral where you just go up and you checking out every year to a new station i would stay on for a long time and this was this was their norm you know they they had people who were there forever at 98 rock and they had people who were there forever at hfs and um and it was good it it became like uh family um i never really felt like a professional and i i still don't i i sort of feel like an amateur radio person because i uh, make more mistakes i'm not much of a card reader and uh, that's really the, the mode that a lot of broadcasting companies are following right now. You don't have a lot of creative creative
0: personality radio anymore. Well, the, there's a lot to compete with now. I mean, Spotify and... Uh, yes, it's a whole different world. And Pandora and... You're choosing people, to stream. It's not fed, force-fed you anymore. And, and people tend to gravitate to the places where they're going to hear what they want to hear instead of waiting to hear what might come up. You got, Next, which I mean, they probably heard 300 times before. Yeah,
2: FM broadcasting is alien to kids now. They're like, you know, what you know, they're just glued to their screen, they don't have anything to do with that
0: thing in the dashboard.
2: They don't care about that.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's probably started with uh, Sirius XM or just the XM radio and, yeah, and Sirius I mean, XM. Al Stern was
2: the only one who could make money in this business, him and that one lunged freak, Don Imus. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I miss that, fucking sucked. <laughs> I mean, that, in peace. <laughs> <laughs> that guy,
2: I mean, he's like a, a stern wannabe and, and then stern. He just, uh, was constantly at, at war with, with his company. I mean, constantly here he is making them millions of dollars. And they're just like, Oh, you can't say that. I mean, we have, I'm glad he got out of uh, frequency modulated audio and got into, what is it? Sirius XM? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now he's a big TV star.
1: Yeah, but that played himself,
2: played himself in a movie. You can't get bigger than
1: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, you probably met a lot of musical acts. Are there uh, bands that were cool and then bands that were total dicks or do, do any stick out in your mind?
2: Yes i met so many and took so few photographs yeah. you could always you people. could go borrow
1: some pictures
0: from johnny johnny riggs has a million I photographs i had <laughs> only
2: done what johnny riggs did and took like a, a a polaroid each time i met somebody and then had sex with them <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he has all of these polaroids and, and i'm like when are you coming out with the coffee table book of just the polaroids and, and a little story next to each one and then a pick maybe like a gif of you having sex with him. Why don't you have (laughs) (laughs) like that's money in the bank. And now I don't even know if he's alive anymore. Oh, he's alive. He's on Instagram. Oh, good. Uh,
0: I follow him on Instagram. He's no, he doesn't mess around on Facebook. He had his fill of
2: Facebook and went over to Instagram.
0: I think, yeah, I think uh, he basically wanders around Baltimore with his camera, taking pictures of graffiti.
2: Yeah. I
0: mean, he's got plenty of, he has all the celebs.
2: I met, I met them all. Yes. I met Ed Bradley. He had two earrings. I met Billy Idol. He had a a wound on his calf that looked like raw hamburger. (laughs) I met, oh, uh, you know, I could go. I just don't have any photographic proof. It's almost like it didn't happen now.
1: But were some, like, really cool and some, like, not pleasant at all? Like, does anything? Yeah.
2: Well, because of the movie, I mean, the the group, Dogstar, I got to interview Keanu Reeves, Mm -hmm. and he was quite cool. Yeah, Uh, he seems like an
1: all-around good guy. Like, everything I've read about him just is positive.
2: He could see that I had, like, terror sweats because he was the first (laughs) real celebrity that I uh, had interviewed, and that was at 98 Rock. And he came in with the guys from Dogstar, and they were there to promote, like, a show and an album that was uh, happening in, in, uh, in Baltimore. And I was not about to talk to these other guys from Dogstar. Here's this... The, the lead from the matrix and, <laughs> and they're like, they're like motioning, like pointing at themselves. You're going to ask me a question. I'm like, no, I'm freaking not.
0: It's fucking bill from bill and Ted. Leave I me know, alone. Freaking
2: <laughs> me <out>. I mean, <laughs> matrix was the biggest thing that ever happened. There are people who think the matrix is real right now. And, uh, so I just interviewed him and he, and he, and you know, he could tell that it was, uh, I had not done a lot of interviews yet. And uh, he's like, so what, how did you get into the, he started interviewing me, (laughs) which immediately immediately put me not at ease, but incredibly nervous. And, um, and, you know, yeah, he's cool. And then I find out later my present wife, I've only had one wife, (laughs) my wife, as all Koreans are, is totally in love with Keanu Reeves. All right. So after I was seeing her for a while, I'm like, oh, yeah, I met him. She's like, what? You know, she merely, like, vomited. And, <laughs> and so, so, like, every April Fool's, and this always works, I act like I've gotten her a private sitting with Keanu Reeves, and he's oh. right through that door. Or, <laughs> or we'll be out at a cabin in, like, uh, North Carolina, taking a vacation weekend, and I'll get the, uh, the waitress at this uh, cabin retreat to say something, not to bring it up right away when we sit down, because that would be a giveaway. But I said, after we're sitting there for a while, apropos of nothing, just say, I hope that the, the guy, that actor didn't keep you up when he was moving his bags in last night. <laughs> and he would be like, who? And I, I was like, what are you talking about? And, um, oh, I don't know if he's an actor. He could be a producer. I think he's both. He, he was the lead in that movie, the matrix kino kano (laughs) kianu and she was like (laughs)
1: freaking
2: freak out and to this day i i keep thinking that one day i'll be able to get him on the phone and just call get him to call her and and uh just say something nice like stop being a total maniac to your husband and maybe he can calm her down somehow and she considers that an insult
1: for me to even bring his name up. Like,
2: you can't do it. Don't promise something that you can't
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if any celebrity were to do that, it would probably be him because there's like all this footage of him, like, you know, talking to people on the street and hanging out and sitting yeah, well, down well, having a burger with somebody he doesn't 40 know. 40
2: ounce, like sitting there with his limp arms, like, oh, God,
1: He also is part owner of a motorcycle company, uh, Arch Motorcycles, and they make awesome bikes.
2: Right. Right. Oh, I'm getting an alarm going off about a (laughs) bike. All right.
1: Sorry,
0: that distracted me big time.
2: distracted me.
0: So Um, you, uh, so you got married and moved to uh, North Carolina. Is that the, the jet, the crux of the biscuit? I
2: did. Uh, my wife's a physician and she got a job down here and I was looking for other uh, uh, stations in uh, our radio group that were down here because we were moving from um, Long Island where she did her uh, uh, reg- residency at Stony Brook. And um, so uh, we get down here and the only one that is even close is like an hour away, which is simply not. It's a non-starter to go an hour and it's a mixed station. I mean, a lot of things have to be in alignment to go from one station to another i don't i don't fit in at just any kind of radio station i could do classic rock i could do uh alternative rock i could do classic rock that's about it (laughs) yeah Uh,
1: i can't see you uh, doing modern country like here's kenny chesney let's let's." (laughs) let
0: i did it i did it for
1: one week
2: uh, five days if you can count five one work week i did uh not so much country. It was, what was it? Not, was it POC? I don't know what it was. Um, I once stole a jacket from somebody at Mix 107 in in, in Baltimore. We snuck into, a friend of mine and I snuck into the radio station and uh, stole <laughs> her jacket. And I felt so bad about it when I uh, got sober the next day that I had it dry cleaned and sent back, hey, sorry, you know, here's your jacket. I don't remember who that was, but
0: um, yeah, fun times, fun times. Uh, so, but you managed to end up where you are now, right? I mean, obviously.
2: Well, I, I work free of charge now. My, my wife's rich. So I don't have to, uh, I don't have to okay. work for <laughs> This WHUP station is a, is a, uh, is on the air. It's not just on the internet. Uh, so it's worldwide, but it's also FM for about 50, maybe 60 feet, in uh, <laughs> right. freaking one watt it is one watt and uh and uh yeah i i didn't realize everybody was doing one hour a week so i'm like yeah i'll do two hours a day if you if you like and uh so i i'm like doing more hours there than anybody and uh i i don't have an assistant i don't have a hot intern i, I don't have any of that anymore um I steal music off of the internet and then convert it on a web page into an, a high quality MP3 or a wave. And uh, I just let the general manager figure out the legality of all of that.
0: So they're still paying royalties
2: on that stuff. I don't know that you have to after, uh, under a certain wattage. Oh, like I said, I, I don't bother myself with engineering or with the business side of it. If you did, I mean, you have really too much on your plate
0: yeah i I know that even with this silly little podcast with our hundred or something uh perennial listeners i'll tell that, you, what, you uh,
2: what what i do know about it the the internet broadcasting law of nineteen eighty whatever uh you can't play more than three songs from an artist in a row in an hour
0: or it's okay an hour. i'm under the impression that everything I do has to be licensed or uh given with permission
2: um you may be right. It, we may just be so small a fish that it doesn't matter to anybody.
0: Yeah, I was just going to start doing what the hell I wanted to do and make them send me a cease and desist letter. Exactly. because That's one of the things that I don't have is a cease and desist well, letter. If if the former president can take somebody's music
2: who hates him <laughs> and then use it at his rallies, then then you could certainly do that. You yeah, there are a million cease and desists before you'll ever wind up in court.
1: In fact, that could be yeah. how we could gauge, like, our popularity is if we get a cease and desist <laughs> letter.
0: Yes, indeed. We haven't gotten one over the name yet, which is kind of surprising <laughs> because there is apparently a heavy metal band in Southern California. This is for my friend really? Jeff Bonk. My friend Jeff Bunk lives in San Diego, and he says, uh, you might want to change your name. I said, I might want to wait until Gas Station Sushi, the band, decides to sue Gas Station Sushi, the podcast. Yeah. Right, you want to talk so. about
2: industry bungholes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are people that everybody hates, like Glenn Danzig, But uh, <laughs> I, I, I never met him. But I did meet Chris Isaac, who is a, a skilled actor and yeah. uh, a musician, of course, uh, with a one-hit wonder. Uh, what was that?
1: that soon. oh yeah yeah um
0: i never dreamed that i'd find somebody <laughs> like you all right so
2: we were at omega <laughs> broadcasting he was going to do one of these tiny concerts one of these tiny studio concerts at omega in rockville maryland and I, he was just having a bad day everybody says that he's awesome okay and it's only because they were jerking him around for half an hour trying to get his uh his patch cord to work. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's uh, an honest mistake was being made. And, uh, you know, he could not hear his guitar in the headphones. So he holds the guitar up over his head and he's like, guys, turn this up, this thing, this thing. And it was just like, oh, it really cast a pall over the entire group behind the glass uh, that he was being such a, a buffoon. But like everybody has a bad day. I've had at least two of them, and it cost me a job. So uh, <laughs> I, can't,
0: I can't blame him. Well, at least your reputation wasn't destroyed like the greaseman's was. The oh, movie. that guy.
2: You know, uh, you don't, uh, this is a different time, and I bet he's still the same. I bet if he got another big gig, and I don't think he has one now because the word is around, uh, as radio becomes more consolidated amongst just a handful of mega companies. There aren't that many places you can go for a big job anymore that isn't owned by one of those four. So, right. so it's like he's got nowhere to hide now. The thing of it is,
0: we we had this discussion maybe three or four episodes ago where we were talking about Doug, and uh, I, I I think Correct. we 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 had also mentioned the uh, the dump button that him or his producer could have probably resurrected his career. But I don't think it would have lasted more than a few weeks before he fucked up again.
2: Sure. But, and and uh, I, I was a master of that technology. I loved using it. And I loved ramping it up, too. You press the, the start button on the delay, and it begins digitally inserting milliseconds in between syllables and drum beats. So it makes music sound like ass. So it has to be done during a commercial, which is only spoken, or it has to be done during a conversation. Um, my account settings are out of date uh, <laughs> <laughs> that part
0: out Yours and everybody else anyway, yours and everybody it, else
2: it ramp up and then you would be listening in pre-delay naturally so you can hear yourself in the callers and somebody says
1: you're a fucking a-hole you'll never
2: amount to anything and um you would have to stop that before the f-word came on so you would switch over to the broadcast bus in your headphones and you could uh, be saying something while this is happening but you wouldn't be hearing yourself anymore you'd be hearing seven seconds in the past approaching the f word and then you just press the dump button before that happens hopefully in between words so no one even knows that you ever engaged it and then it starts accumulating seven second delay again and i believe we had 21 second delay i think you could have much more than seven I and mean, you, cho- you choose you uh, choose what, what kind of delay you want but Letting it ramp up during a song—that's a mistake. Because like, oh, what a
0: feeling!
2: <laughs>
1: I like that yeah. I got Boston stuck in your head.
2: <laughs> I couldn't think of a song right now if I—if my life depended on it. I—I I might have had COVID, and I have the memory deficits to prove it. I don't have any short-term memory at all anymore. Where am I? You know, I, uh, I'm like one of those people, and it's insulting, I think, to people who have had real cases or have lost loved ones. I'm one of those people who thinks, I think I might have had it, like a mild case of it. And uh, I had it for like four months this year. I had a, a fever, not really a fever, a temperature of about 100 every night. Not in the morning, just at night. And that turns out is one of the, the warning signs of, of COVID. So nobody could figure it out. It would go away by morning. General malaise. No short-term memory of any kind. Uh, uh, that could have been the cookies. Might not have <laughs> been COVID. Or maybe, how about this? Maybe it was a combo of COVID and, and weed cookies. Because uh, I would get up you know with my with my 995 temperature and my uh, half a cookie and I would walk 10 feet to the kitchen and go why did I come into the kitchen go back to where I was why was I just in the kitchen I, I wouldn't know w- why I did it so I, I can't think of any songs but Boston right now
0: <laughs> well wait till you wait until you turn 70 Every day's like that
1: <laughs>
0: well I'm looking forward to it
2: uh, device will restart to update outside of active hours. No. Yes. Okay. Outside of active hours. Yeah, I haven't used this this PC in so long. It's trying to improve itself. They have a mind of their
0: own. They're sentient. Did Did, did you do any HF festivals? Did you Did you do the festivals or were you? Well, there I won't say just...
2: that I came up with the idea, but I was in the room when they invented the HF festival, and I said,
0: "Yeah, that's good." Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's a good idea i and i came up with some other um you know we had other concerts uh that we originated the the ball the christmas ball breaker ball ball something something having to do with balls the nutcrackers
0: was the, it nut the nutcracker yeah, yeah that
2: that and there were others then there was like a, a dc 101 had their chili cook off which i was uh, very enamored with i loved chili and i thought this is a great idea we got to come up with something like that and i i was so it was so top of mind. I, I called our station DC one hundred and one while I was on the air. Oh my! Oh, that's one of the that's the, the primal. That, that's breaking one of the prime laws of radio to <laughs> use the wrong super color? taboo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so what I do because I'm by no means a polished professional. I have a little cheat sheet, and I will never be without it anymore. It says what the station is because even though I become completely. Uh, comfortable with the new call letters as soon as you're too comfortable that's that's when it gets you that's when you start saying whfs i'm like oh crud shit
0: that's i haven't worked there for working. 14 years and yeah. i couldn't
2: i couldn't recover from it i i tried to cover by saying that's not where we're working i'm gonna lot of lay tuna fish I could not recover from it. Um, <laughs> I like to be very prepared when I'm on the air because um, I don't do well with emergencies. Uh, so the more you plan ahead, I like to have like, uh, like several, you know, recordings, uh, modules set up like five in a row. I mean, you only need one more, but I like to have like four more in case, you know, those first three fail. You still have that other thing. You might have a music bed. you you could go to a commercial, but I'm not working at a commercial station now. It's a an all volunteer community station with no commercials. Um, so I like to have things set up and, uh, you know, it's all free. The guy running this station will pay for nothing. It's a Linux system. And it's like, uh, it, it can be crashed, um, by conflicts in the software. And, uh, you know, you could have a power outage anyway. I'm not prepared for that usually. Um, so I like to have a lot of modules ready to just fire off some fake commercials, some, some uh,
0: uh, meat yogurt commercials, Brigstone meat yogurt. <laughs> so You have to go to the, do you actually have to go to the station every day or do you do this from home? Well, I, t- I
2: try t- doing it from home, but uh, I mean, you're more used to doing uh, this recording than I am. I, I, the only way that I know how to do it is live. Um, that's what I'm used to. Uh, so once you're, you, you've are you got your act down and figured out live, I think, I, I can only speak for myself, I think it's much harder to just switch over and do a recorded show because every tiny mistake you make, you're like, hey, uh, uh, as long as you know in your mind that you can, oh, that reminds me, I'm going to have some of my beer. Uh, as long as you know in your mind mm, that, You can fix a problem, you're going to have massive problems and you're going to want to fix all of them, which is what I was doing. So I I was spending overnight, overnight hours, six hours at a time making a two hour show. And I would produce a a wave file and then I would mail it uh, to the boss during this pandemic. And I just said, there's no way I can do. I barely had two hours before and now I'm spending six hours. It's really more like seven because then I've got to convert it in, into a usable form and mail it off. And then I've got to make sure that it got there. Uh, you know, it it was just, I just couldn't hack it anymore. So I said, all right, I'll come back. I'll put a mask on. We'll do our best not to die. But uh, when you're not being paid for something, you, you really don't want to g- g- go in there and risk your life, <laughs> you know?
1: You yeah, you a little
2: I'm like, oh, you killed me. This was fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, were there artists that I, I don't know how it worked at HFS? Did were you given a playlist or did you just kind of pick the music yourself?
2: All right. That's one of the great myths of radio. Nobody picks the music. It hasn't been that way now. I mean, when I got into radio, it hadn't been that way for 20 years. So now it's more like 30, 40, 45 years since it has been that way, and I don't even think back forty-five years ago, you you could pick all the music. That's what was good about HFS is it was not really like a commercial station. So, until they converted um, into something newer and destroyed themselves, they were not a commercial radio station. And all radio stations—that's what the program directors for. You wouldn't have a, you know, you wouldn't have an office or in a job. Uh, they pick the music.
1: Were there certain artists or songs that you just fucking hated playing?
2: Oh, I know the worst songs that have ever been made. And, <laughs> and the, the worst song, the worst song, and, and people love it. And you can tell they are just the worst trash who love this song. And if they like this song, that just automatically means that I hate them. <laughs> and it's more, more than words by Extreme.
1: Oh, my God. You guys so, played uh, that? Yeah. I didn't realize that.
2: That was a 98 rock thing. not at oh, oh,
1: okay, okay. Yeah, that is a I, terrible. Yeah,
2: song. yeah, and it's it's still like people still love this freaking song about – guy telling his girlfriend or or wife to shut up certainly not married to her to don't talk because the sound of your voice makes me sick just perform fellatio (laughs) (laughs) and people love that song yeah so terrible and i'm not a fan of two-part harmony i think only simon and garfunkel uh can do it right and maybe a couple other i mean name name me some two-part harmonies the everly brothers uh girls Simon and Garfunkel, not freaking extreme. Yeah, extreme. Oh, they
1: were awful. They are just terrible. Uh,
0: I think that that album was porno graffiti, right? That's the yes. Album
2: that's- yes. A name to match the
0: shittiness of the song. <laughs> <laughs> it all, and the, the it weird all thing is, it dovetails if together. You, <laughs> if you were to go listen to that that CD right now, uh, not that I want to torture you. I would only listen to like, it I've never heard the whole CD. Well, I'll I'll, I'll say this about the CD. That is the only song on that CD that sounds like that song. Everything else just kicks ass. Really? I'm not saying that it's good, but it's rocking. (laughs) I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that it's 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 nothing like...
2: (laughs) And and yet, I just did one of my pet peeves. I said, and yet, uh, two conjunctions. Yet, is what I meant to say, they're a one-hit wonder band.
0: And you have a segment on your show, One Hit Wonders. I I have uh, a whole
2: day, uh, One Hit Wonder Wednesday. I have All Female Monday, which some creature in Hillsborough had a problem with. She called the boss. It's like, all female what? Women? Animals? What? I'm like, obviously it's humans, because they're the only species that makes music, (laughs) other than birds. I guess birds and whales. Crickets. You don't hear me any... You don't hear me any playing any whale song. <laughs> anyway, so after all female Monday, I have three for Tuesday, which I mistake, I missed, mistakenly pronounce each time it happens. I can't remember my own bit jokes. Uh, three for Tuesday, and then I have one hit wonder Wednesday, and then I have two for Thursday, and then I have free form Friday, which is no theme or format at all, other than mostly alternative rock. I would,
0: I would just like to say. It's a it's a very entertaining two hours, and it, you can get it on the internet. Just uh, Google WHUP, Tony Pompei. Thanks, and, uh And you can be the fifth and sixth listener to the show. I am going to make so much money now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right after Rob and I figure out how to monetize this piece of shit.
2: And not only I, <laughs> you definitely should. Uh. Uh, I'm <laughs> available. Believe me, this is easier than going and getting in the car and driving up there. It's only an 11-minute drive, and I am – I have lately been late every day, uh, which the boss doesn't mind because what is he going to do? Fire people?
0: Yeah, I used to say you can't fire a volunteer.
2: (laughs) Um, You know, the real reasons, I mean, this morning it was the freaking smoke alarm, Uh, you know, driving the dog crazy. The dog thought there was some sort of horde of like insect or carnivorous birds that were going (laughs) to eat him alive. And I had to, I, I changed the temperature in the house. And that made it go off. I mean, the tiny little changes in the atmosphere around a, uh, and I can't get to it, the battery, because it's in a vaulted ceiling. It's like 18, 20 feet up. And, uh, I just dreading it. But when I'm done with this show, I'm going to go down and try to fix that battery. I forget what I was saying because I have no memory, <laughs> but, uh, I was saying something, wasn't I? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, not all the songs on Wednesday are one-hit wonders i might only have one song from a band or i might think it's only a one-hit wonder I haven't, I haven't even done the research on what the views or the uh, record sales are for for that single i just decide um so i do have quite a bit of freedom that i wouldn't have had uh you know at a, a large commercial radio station so which is all i ever worked at um straight out of college or straight out of Vance Dugdale was Uh, these big powerhouse mega mother power stick throbbing, veiny, super powered (laughs) radio stations. I just straight, I never had to be a slave to any of these people just because I had a a few funny commercials like the the, the Norelco razor with like 10 blades instead of three, Uh, (laughs) these dumb commercials. (laughs) And I just got lucky. And, you know, I learned some things from, that Bob Rivers also, he he's the guy who made all those song parodies that he called Twisted Tunes, and he tried to parlay that into a like a huge fortune. I don't know where it got him. Uh, they're on at Christmas sometimes.
0: So so I was talking to a friend of mine the day before yesterday. I stopped in a little eatery down here on my way to pick up some meds for the foster dog that we've got. And uh, one of my former co-workers was there. He's a second-line manager now. So he works from home. He doesn't do anything. Makes $125,000 a year for sitting on his ass. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I I asked him if he'd been vaccinated yet. He's in his 40s. Right. And he said, I'm not getting vaccinated. <laughs> I said, well, good luck with that. Is he in great shape? <laughs> Is he an Olympian? Because he must be. <laughs> Is he? Can
2: he run a hundred mile, I mean, a marathon in two hours? I mean. He must be some kind of superhuman, like God,
0: God human, if he doesn't want the the vaccine. I casually mentioned three people that he knew that died in the past three months from this shit. They might have died anyway. Exactly.
2: (laughs) He wasn't in the best of health. I'm like, and how is your health?
1: (laughs) I've
2: had had two deaths in my uh, family, not the immediate family. I guess I should be. I'm thankful that it's not my immediate family, but it's close enough. I had a cousin who died of a five-way coronary. uh, And I'm like, he didn't have the, the the family didn't have the good fortune of getting a a post-mortem on him. But who, who dies in, at his age? It was like 46 and he, he, he taught kids. uh, I mean, he trained kids to play soccer on the weekends. So is, I'm in worse health than he is. I'm only saying that I would die if I caught it, so I must not have caught it. Uh, so he he died in in a car, um, being taken to the hospital, and his sister feels very guilty about it that she didn't notice signs in advance, and they have no way of knowing if that's what the cause was. They're calling it, uh, you know, coronary, and uh, I just don't see it. I don't see. I um, mean, he's not Dana Carvey. He, he had like a five way coronary too, didn't he? Uh, or he had a, a bypass they messed it they messed up five veins in his heart by connecting them to the wrong arteries and then they had to go back and give him another five-wig uh, bypass
0: Oh, uh, his friend, about of the mine's, bulky guy. This friend of mine this friend of mine's been cracked open four times um, he had uh, he had a, a aortic embolism yeah that's almost you know, always... the guy who wrote rent uh, the, yeah.
2: you know the, the, that that playwright
0: it almost always kills you well I mean, you always. don't
2: not supposed to survive an aneurysm I mean, it's basically a balloon exploding and so it, they they flew him up. They, or they, right
0: then, they, <laughs> they tried to get him up to Baltimore, He was in Anne Arundel. They tried to get him up to Baltimore, but the, it was raining, so the helicopter couldn't take him. So they drove him up in an ambulance, and they cracked him open, and they left the sponge inside of him. He ended up with MRSA, oh. so they cracked. They had to crack him open again. So ultimately, he ended up getting cracked, cracked open like a hard crab three times before they could straighten him up. He's I mean, lucky
2: he, he didn't just die on the slab right there.
0: Yeah, uh, he's he's going to die anyway. I well, mean, we all probably we all are. I hear, yeah. I
2: hear that we all do
0: <laughs> sooner. But he will die sooner rather than later. Yeah, that, yeah. that's his. That's I his mean,
2: problem. I I I I think about it all the time. In the morning, I take seventeen tablets. And most of them are just supplements, you know, like uh, like alpha lipoic acid for to keep your toe from feeling like it's on fire, <laughs> and, 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 you know, and some other things that are prescription. And then at night, I take seven things which are sometimes are they're just repeats of those other uh, supplements. But I feel like I have a sour stomach all the time. And I'm just going to, when I, when I keel over, it's just going to be spectacular and instantaneous. No one's going to be able to do a thing. I, that that <laughs> happened to a friend of mine, but there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Uh, yeah. Honestly. Well, I guess. With languishing in a hospital, choking on your own. Uh, what'd you yeah. call it? Blood vomit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pulmonary fluids. <laughs> uh, I, I keep
2: telling people who don't want to get the vaccine. Uh, I mean, there's some logic to it. If like you are a person of color and you're thinking about the Tuskegee, I man, that was 19, 1930 or something when that started. Yeah. Those, those studies. Where and
0: the, then the syphilis studies too.
2: Yes. And, the, and, and it, 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 it's, um, you know, that's a crime. No kidding around. That's a crime. But, uh, a lot of your doctors right now are African Americans, and they're not there to kill you. Okay, go in and get yeah. the vaccine, people. Hey, are you listening right now and haven't been vaccinated?
0: What are you, stupid? Yeah, that's pretty much been my question. My, my I think my my brother is a. Uh,
2: I mean, you know, polio, right? Nineteen fifty-three. How many Americans did we lose to polio? I'll give you a guess.
0: Go ahead. I uh, fifty-three thousand. We I'm lost three
2: thousand a... people to polio. Okay. Now the ones who survived led a terrible life with their head sticking out of a, a a stainless steel tank and and shitting into a tube. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, can we place cards some more upside down? Can we play tests? And, and, and you know that's terrible. But we lost three thousand people before the whole country got on board. And now the only place you find uh, uh polio is in the backwoods of Pakistan. They're letting it come back, roaring back, because there's some problem with vaccines uh so now I'm over a million i mean we're racing towards 600 uh, over half a million uh americans have died and uh who knows how many have no short-term memory any longer and uh and will never be the same and people are like i think there's a chip in the vaccine You know how big that needle would have to be to let a chip into your vein? You dumb idiot. You fucking knob. You dumb knob. Are you kidding me? This isn't Tuskegee. Bill Gates has done nothing but improve the lives of everyone on earth. Okay? You know how much money he gives away? And he's going to put a chip. How important are you that you would need to be studied or followed or, or, or surveyed for life by a chip? Is it controlling? I, you are just monitoring. Well, not to mention I you, like
1: you carry a chip in your phone yeah, that exactly. they can do that anyway. Yeah. So but
2: it's already it's already in you. It's 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 inches, it's millimeters from your skin. <laughs> All right, it's it's just not inside you. And you gladly gave up your freedom and your privacy when you signed that two-year contract. <laughs> you gladly did that. Don't you want? Don't you wonder why why you're getting ads? about striped socks a second after you said something about striped socks don't you don't you wonder why that's happening freak shows and i don't think i don't think they should be convinced
0: to go and get the vaccine i think we can get up no i'm i'm with you sony i'm i'm at the point now where it's like fuck them i don't care well you know Uh, it's, it's,
2: it's too much we have limited resources what we need is to get the thing into every arm of people who want it all they should have to do to, to get it, if they're in some remote locations, make a phone call. You know,
0: I would, I, if a- I was running the show, if I was running the show right now, yeah. CDC or the, the, the working for Biden, I would, I would. this is the approach that I would take. And I would put it out on every platform, every newspaper, everything in the world. I would say, in two weeks, we're taking all the vaccine supplies that we have and we're sending them to Mexico. Because the Mexicans need to be
2: well, I happen to believe we the first people we should have been inoculating, if that's the right word, are are these kids and adults that are uh, down at the border in those camps, those
0: friggin' death camps. I mean, the the only way to the only way to create some sense of urgency with these people is to make them think that you're giving it to someone who they don't think deserves it. Yes,
2: yes, because (laughs) that's that's what they're trading on. They don't. You don't have. They don't have slaves anymore, and they don't have money. So what we've traded for that is this. I just saw this on this movie. Um, well, it's a, a series of movies on HBO. Uh, kill all the brutes, or kill, exterminate all the brutes. Oh, it's heavy stuff. Um, it's by the guy who directed and wrote. I am not your Negro. Anyway, all the bad guys are played by Josh Hartnett throughout history. I think that's the only takeaway I can get from from this. Is, Every bad guy is played by Josh Hartman. And he is constantly blowing people away, putting slugs in their foreheads. And, and it's just very heavy stuff. But what was I saying? Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was trying to make... We were talking about creating... what we were talking about, creating, well, we were talking about uh, uh, people not having collateral in terms of being yes. able to hold slaves. So
2: what they're trading on uh, is, is superiority. It's white superiority. They can't give them money and they're not about to give them their precious slaves so what they've given him is the concept of superiority racially. And by God, if he isn't right about it, and that's straight out of exterminate all the brutes. Oof!
0: All right. Well, we're running out of time here. We're pushing 60 minutes now. I don't even uh, know if my system has recorded any of this. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we're going to go three weeks without a freaking <laughs> shot. <laughs> is
2: that what's happening? It looks like
0: it's
1: recording.
2: Good. <laughs> well i'll get this camera working so uh, you can see just how
0: we'd really was like was to have you back because uh this would work as a three-person show anytime you want to do it you're more than I'd love welcome. That. To i'd come raise back.
2: my finger when i was going to talk instead of interrupting people I, <laughs> go, you know, like you're doing radio you point at them and then you go yeah, yeah okay
0: uh, so so you're listening to gas station sushi the podcast our special guest tonight has been tony pompey aka tony aquaviva aka aquaman uh, long history of radio in the D.C. area, and now doing a two-hour show five days a week in Hillsborough on W-H-U-P. What, what's Hillsborough like? Is it, uh, is it uh, as necky as, say, no, Southern no, Maryland? It's, it's an
2: oasis, just like Chapel Hill is. It's a, 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 a Hillsboro and Chapel Hill and a couple other uh, places in North Carolina are uh, liberal oases. And um, uh, it's not like going down to... Raleigh, where it's half and half, or yeah. you know, some out in the sticks, or around the corner from my house, where a guy has a, a a Confederate flag, or used to on his house before he sold it. Um, it's uh, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, we have grocery stores, running water. We've got it all. <laughs> um, I mean, we have everything here. I mean, it's it's rated as one of the nicest places and the most sought after places to live in the United States. So I'm not, I'm not uh, unhappy about it. Um, uh, I'm just unhappy that my wife has all the power in our uh, dynamic living structure.
0: <laughs> as it should, as it should be. I'm living in a certain, uh, similar Join arena, the club. And I have no, com- I have <laughs> no fucking complaints about it whatsoever. All right, everybody, we're going to sign off uh, gas station sushi episode 22. Thanks again to Tony. And uh, thanks again to my co-host and. Good friend, Doc Rob. We'll be back next. We'll be back next week with uh, some new and exciting stuff. Rob, we'll get to your uh, we'll get to your music stuff next week. But we're over an hour Sounds now, good. I got. <laughs> I try to keep this at about an hour, right. and I got a dog that's probably going to take a piss on the floor <laughs> any minute now if I don't get down and see her. With her, I'm covered <laughs> in sweat from the stress.
2: <laughs> Thanks, I wanted I wear is... flannel. Flannel was a bad choice.
0: This is fucking great. Thanks, guys. I'm going to hit the stop button. Thank you.